Previously on Timehole. If I'm being perfectly honest, I would love to go back to 2023. Whoa! Welcome to the 25th of October 2015. This year was a buzz with Star Wars, The Force Awakens hype, and Hello by Adele, the singer, not me, was about to take over the airwaves. This is feeling hard for me because it's just so close but no cigar. I was still married in 2015. I think we already knew each other. Yeah, that's right. We met in 2015. Your assignment is to review the HBO series, The Brink. Oh, Oh, jeez. (laughs) Working in the garage late one night, producer and computer programmer Gabe Dannon was attempting to create a sentient podcasting AI when he accidentally stumbled upon the code for time travel. With the materials he had at hand, Gabe built a machine he was certain would carry him into the past. With his trusty friend Anastasia Vigo by his side, he embarked on the maiden voyage. But an error in the machinery sent the duo hurling through random dates, unable to move on until they review a work of pop culture. Are Gabe and Anastasia forever trapped in the time hole? You guys are not going to believe the mess that we got ourselves in. We're in a fucking time hole. Ugh, it's so annoying. (laughs) Trapped in the past, going from date to date, no control, pressing the- Hither, (laughs) thither. Yeah, all those things, low. We're doing some low. We're we're doing some low. I'm Anastasia. Yeah, and I'm Gabe. Um, Yes, we are uh, time travelers trapped in the past, going from date to date. And this week we find ourselves so close to home. We can almost smell it. (laughs) We can almost smell it. Some of the smells remind me of 2023. You know, we don't talk enough, Gabe, about how these different times smell. Because there's different smells for different times. That's true. You know, like some are more sooty. There's more chemicals in the air. Uh, Some, you know, smell more like B.O. (laughs) Yeah, we were just in the 60s and I got to say it was Patchouli City. Uh, Yeah, there was a lot of natural scents going on, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and uh, none of that here in 2015 Marijuana has been illegalized. Being a hippie is no longer legal. Um, No, none of that is true. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a rewriting of 2015. Hippies are being put in work camps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We got to write a book about this. But, yeah, you know, in 2015, marijuana was legal in lots of places in America. But not yeah. all, not a, not as many as 2023. No. And being a hippie, you know, I think that was legal everywhere. I think it was frowned upon. In many places, places. it's frowned upon, yeah. <laughs> it's not socially accepted, but, it, you know. It you wouldn't... don't want to go over the top with it. I you mean, don't like, go you still have to be functional. 
functionable. You still have to be functional. You don't want to go one toke over the line uh, hippie-wise, you know? No. No, there's a line, and there are only so many tokes you can take before you're over it. (laughs) Yeah, 2015, that's when we met, Gabe. I'm pretty sure. It's when we met. Yeah, I think it's when we met. That's wild. I think we met earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now October, Halloween time. Um, but I don't even think, you know, I think we only met a couple of times when you had come down to Los Angeles, but you were living in the Bay Area at the time. I was living in the Bay Area. I was in San Francisco. Um, you know, I was trying to remember how we actually met. Did our mentor, Mustang O'Malley, introduce us? For sure he did. I mean, he was so important to both of us, and it's it's just an orbital thing. Like, we were both in his orbit, so our orbits must have crossed at some point in 2015. Yeah, I think it's just like one of the many events I was coming down to L.A. for. Um, yeah. I remember Mustang, you... Mustang I remember O'Malley you... <laughs> was... <laughs> I remember you came down. <laughs> I remember you came down for a uh, like a week long improv workshop with Mustang O'Malley, right? Oh yes, yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, I. That's what you were trying to say. <laughs> we're so yeah. We're. So, <laughs> I, I I came down. I did a week long intensive with mm-hmm. Mustang O'Malley. Uh, who was teaching improv down here in L.A. And from what I hear, emphasis on the intense with him. Oh, oh boy. We were, you know what, he was, he really wanted us to trust each other. That was what it was about. But some of the exercises he had us do, there was one where you just walk around the room and someone starts to fall and we all have to catch them. Mm Mm-hmm. We have to like run to catch them. Yeah. Um, one of them he called the Herzog. It's where he put a gun to your head. <laughs> and and an made improv you, gun. <laughs> an improv gun. Look, it, it wasn't a real gun. <laughs> uh, He's doing made, object work. <laughs> and he made you um under those conditions uh do a five things. <laughs> <laughs> you know that game where you have to think of, yeah, you these, know, five, uh, five things. things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, it was intense. He was he's, you know, you know him. He's your science mentor. He's an intense guy, you know. Yeah. He would sometimes make us do like these coding crunches mm-hmm. and but he would be like improving like he was mixing like dangerous chemicals together. So <laughs> Like, it could have, you know, feasibly just exploded the whole room at any time. Yeah. Because he was, he was mixing an acid in a base. He was always threatening us through object work. <laughs> and look, his object work is so good, you think it's real. Like, I'm, you know, the listener's, like, not able to picture it, but Mustang know, O'Malley... Might, they might be rolling their eyes a little bit <laughs> thinking about, oh, we're reacting so strong to someone pretending to hold a gun. But no, he makes it feel real. Yeah, yeah. His object work is so good. Oh, I can't even... You see the gun pointed at your head. You see the gun. Yeah, it's like dripping. 
I don't know why it's dripping, but it's dripping. It's a it's a wet gun. <laughs> it's you, a but wet you, gun. And you can see how wet it is. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Anyways, we'll have a lot more 2015 to talk about in a bit. Um, yeah. We haven't even experienced it yet. We no, literally we, just got here. We're sitting in the time machine, uh, just chilling. <laughs> yeah, I'm having an RX bar. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to power up. I mean, we can't go out there like, you know, with no energy. Yeah. And I got to re-up because it's been a while since I've been in a year that actually sold those things. Yeah, RX bars are at their height in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, people were obsessed with them. Um, I would get the sea salt chocolate one sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, right, how you feel? You ready? I'm you ready. I, was, I, I just finished. I've just finished the last bite of bar, and um, let's. Uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. Okay. Yeah. See you in a week. Bye. Hello there. Hi. Are you doing anything for Halloween? Oh, hi. Uh, sorry. Are you talking? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Are you doing anything for Halloween? Do you have plans? No, I don't have any plans. Oh my god! You should totally come to this event we're throwing. We've got this big warehouse, and there's gonna be a DJ and like. Oh, so it's like a rave. No. Well, here's a flyer. We're calling it the Candy Museum. And like you can come like take photos with giant candy for like the gram, like just holding a giant Hershey kiss and being like, oh. So it's like a it's a museum, like an art installation. Sort of. I mean, like, it's not art, but it's a great place to just have fun and see cool colors and have great backgrounds for your photos. Oh, uh, okay. I think I remember this kind of thing. No, this is like totally new and hot and there's nothing like it. There will be like a Laffy Taffy wall that you can stick to. That sounds gross. I don't want to do that, but... I do like eating candy. Well, no, there's not really any candy to eat per se, but we're going to have a big Werther's pit that you can like jump into and pay $20 for this really cool photo that gets turned into a boomerang for you to put on the gram. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm into this sort of thing. Um Normally, I like to just relax with a few friends and, like, watch a scary movie on Halloween. Of course you're into this. Like, everybody is. You can, like, pretend you're in a Skittles world where everything is made of Skittles. And you can, like, use that as your dating profile pic. Oh, uh, well, I'm married, so I don't have a dating profile. Uh, but uh, I guess the photos sound fun. It's gonna be Totally fun and exclusive. Take this flyer and this is like your invitation. Okay, so I need this to get in. No, anyone can come in. It's $30 per ticket. So it's not that exclusive. I just need 30 bucks Per person, yeah. Okay, well, maybe I'll see you there. I mean, you spent all this time trying to get me to go, so... 
Oh my God, yes. I need to make all the money back I spent putting together what's essentially a series of selfie stations. Biz. Seg. <laughs> Is this our Perfect. new biz seg opening? Yeah, one of us sings biz, the other sings seg. It's beautiful, it's harmony. It's gorgeous. You have a lovely singing voice, and I do not. <laughs> That's not true. We both have equally fine singing voices. Gabe, did you know that when I was a kid, I wanted to be like a croaky old crone that just like smoked cigarettes and drank martinis all day? <laughs> no, but it doesn't surprise me to hear that. <laughs> I wanted to be like, eat your dinner. Your father's not coming home tonight. Yeah, you wanted to be like a classic Maxine type from the yeah. uh, comic strip. <laughs> yes, I wanted to be Maxine. <laughs> Just wear a bathrobe and slippers all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Truly goals for any of us. It's true. Anyways, this is the seg where we talk about biz. Oh, yeah. AKA business. But not boring biz, like you have to deal with that the office. No, that Maxine has to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She can't stand it. Everyone's stupid but her. <laughs> uh, what kind of biz do we have? Look, you know this by now. Adele, we begged her to connect us with our time. And the best she could do is create an Instagram account. <laughs> Yeah. And so so you can you can contact us and we would love it if you contact us. Uh follow us on Instagram at Timehole Pod. Visit our amazing website. It's beautiful and gorgeous, and you have to see it. Timehole.biz. Um, there's a contact page there, and you can email us at hello at timehole.biz. Um yeah, you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you want, but no pressure. No, we're not going to come for you if you don't. Did you experience any 2023 news this week that you wanted to share? Uh, Yeah, actually. Um, Adele told me this, and I don't know why she came directly to me with this. Actually, I think I have an idea why. But apparently Henry Cavill, the actor, is going to star in a reboot of the 1986 classic Highlander. Ooh. Turns out there can be another one. <laughs> there can only be one at a time, but no one said there can't be reboots. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, Highlander, classic film. I was yes. going to say great film, but that's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I think I've only seen, like, the syndicated TV show from the 90s. Really? Yeah. Wow. I've I've never seen it. But I, I think the movie's pretty famous for being, like, you know, it's got Sean Connery in it, but he plays, like, a Spaniard, but he doesn't change his accent at all. And <laughs> I'm from Spain. <laughs> Mariscos. <laughs> <laughs> And um, but I think the reason why Adele gave me this news is she knows I'm actually a Henry Cavill fan, which is weird because I've never seen any of his Superman movies. I never saw him in Mission Impossible. I've only seen The Witcher. <laughs> oh, right. He's and in the he Witcher. plays The Witcher. Yeah, I I'm also like traditionally 
traditional Anastasia is not attracted to this type of muscle man. Uh, yeah. But there's something about the Witcher that really revs my engine. <laughs> He's swole just right. <laughs> He's swole in all the right places. Yeah, but anyways, exactly. yeah, that was the big 2023 news that I got. Adele, do we have any uh, correspondence, anything uh, to discuss? Yes, we have an email from Desiree. So we have an email from Desiree. Would you like to read that? Hi, y'all. I want to start by saying that I always look forward to Time Hole Tuesday Aww. and love the banter from Anastasia and Gabe. Sweet. However, I want to address my gratitude to Adele for being funny, insightful, and endearing. Adele makes this podcast possible, and I want Adele to know how much I appreciate her. Okay. I don't like where this is going. Uh. <laughs> it started out nice, and then it went in a weird direction. <laughs> we love that you listen and that you love our banter, but, I mean, I really think that Adele's intentions here are not kind. She's trapped us. I wonder if this is why Adele chose this email to read. I'm guessing probably so. Because we get hundreds a day. <laughs> um, is, there, is there anything else on the email? Sidebar, I'm hopeful you'll find a way to make podcast merch for those of us in 2023. I'd love to rock a time hole shirt. Cute. Cute. We should think about that. I mean, our podcast art, our beautiful podcast art, designed by Andrea Tomingas, I think it would definitely look good on a t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, anything Andrea makes, I would wear on a t-shirt, honestly. Uh, very talented, lovely, sweet person. But I don't know how we would make podcast merch in 2023 from yeah. the time hole. If we ever get back, maybe Adele. Adele, yeah. Um, because all my screen printing equipment is, is in 2023. It's in the garage right next to the time machine. <laughs> I know. Literally, I could I could get home and just like take a step to the left and start making the shirt. <laughs> but for now, I'm powerless to to make any shirts. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for your email. Um, Adele, what do you think? I wholeheartedly concur with all the points raised in their email. Ugh, she would. Of course you like this email, Adele. Anyways, thank you, Desiree. It was very nice of you to write in, even though you're an Adele fan. An Adelite. <laughs> I'm the breakout star of the podcast. Adele! <laughs> why does she See, think that i think this was what i was concerned about too it's going straight to her head yeah she thinks she's in charge <laughs> i mean she kind of is yeah but if she hosted the podcast she'd say like four things every episode and it'd be over also sometimes she she's not funny <laughs> sometimes she makes jokes and i'm like i don't think you are programmed for this sort of thing yeah, she's not funny. It's really bad. Uh, do you have anything else to say for yourself, Adele? Now back to the show. I mean, we're supposed <laughs> of to. Of course. That's supposed to be. We're supposed to say that. Yeah. Now back to the show. <laughs> now back to the show. Gabe. Hi, Staz. Stas? Oh my gosh. Staz? Which one do you like better? Hey, you know what? It's a it's a fake made up name <laughs> that 
I'll 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 tell everyone now where that nickname came from. Oh please. Um a bunch of my friends heard someone call me Anastasia. Like someone pronounced my name Anastasia. And then my friends then made fun of me <laughs> <laughs> by calling me Anastasia. Yeah, you, it does make me feel like you think you're fancy. <laughs> I don't. Mm. I've never called myself Anastasia. Mm. Um, but then they shortened that to Stas, and I, I was, you know, I liked it, and it just stuck, and people started calling me Stas. So, but honestly, if you say Stas, that's cool too. Stage. Stage. So my family calls me Stasia, and that often gets shortened to Stage. So yeah, it's good. That's cool too. When you got a lot of <laughs> syllables, you got a lot to work with. Yeah, and honestly, I. People are always like, oh, do you go by a nickname? And it's like, I just introduced myself as Anastasia and I let nature take its course because <laughs> inevitably someone's going to shorten it however they want to. And I just think that's fun. I've been called Anna, Annie, Stage, Stasia, Stas, Stasi, Ja. Ja. Ah. What if I just went with Brie, like the middle of my name? Brie. <laughs> Brie, that's I. It, look, it's one of my favorite cheeses. It's delicious. So it's can't so be good. mad at it. Soft, not what too we, mild. What if we called you L? L, yeah. You that's do kind they, of go by Gab. I've I've been known to go by Gab from time to time. <laughs> um. So, anyway, Gab. we're back. <laughs> ja, we're back. Ja, ja. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we just spent the week in 2015 and what a week it was yeah how'd you spend your week i spent the week in los angeles mm -hmm. nice. i wasn't worried uh too much about running into me um because i was in uh new mexico during this week oh interesting. Uh, andrea okay. and i had got done the drive out to new mexico and my sister and my niece were there, and it was a surprise. I didn't know they were going to be there. Cute. Um, and I got some pics. Look, my niece was eight years younger. I don't, I don't know, maybe two years old at the time. Here so she cute. is with a Buddha. I won't be sharing any of these online because she's a baby. She's, she's a baby. There's uh, little Louie. But here's little Louie, and this is the year that we got Louie. Oh my God! Our little guy was only like two years old instead of a an old man, an old like ten a... year old grumpy man like he is in twenty twenty three. He is like that film Grumpy Old Men. He is a little bit. He's very ornery. <laughs> he's but so cute. sweet, so sweet. Yeah, oh, he's a little Louis. I miss him so much. Oh, you know, because we're in a time hole. Yeah, we're stuck in a time hole. If you guys hadn't heard. <laughs> Uh, my dad made this pizza. Amazing. He likes to make a pizza in the outdoor oven. Cool. Um, my mom made these galettes. Oh my God. And these bagels. I just wow, like wow, found wow. these, I found these pics from 2015. So I figured they were, uh, relevant. Also, uh, on the day of Halloween, I took a picture of this, uh, bumper sticker that says, I'm only speeding because I have to poop. <laughs> good 
good <laughs> bumper sticker. I mean, it's relatable. It is very relatable. And would a cop pull you over for speeding if they saw you had that bumper sticker? I mean, probably. You didn't mention that there's another bumper sticker that says, you mad, bro? Question mark. And then something below it that I can't see. Yeah, it's a blurry picture. Yeah, (laughs) there is also a bumper sticker that says, you mad, bro. It's kind of upstaged, like literally the other bumper sticker is on top of it. Yeah. But it's like, also says, I'm only speeding because I have to poop. And so that's the one that draws your eye. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a whole interaction you mad bro i'm only speeding because i have to poop (laughs) (laughs) and the car is a scion if this is your car oh my god or this if this was your car in 2015 uh right in talk about a blast from the past they don't even make scions anymore is that true yeah they're done bye on (laughs) um I mean, other stuff from the time. I know I'm not talking about how I spent the week, but I also found my calendar. I was uh-huh. taking uh, two UCB classes, two UCB classes at this time. Wow. Um, a 401 class with our friend Dave Tooney. Nice. Um, and then uh, I guess something called a 410. Hmm. I don't even know what that was. Some kind of workshop or I don't Some know. Some elective or something. Uh with uh, Ari Vukitis, um, as we know, I never had Mustang O'Malley for for improv. So, which is so weird because you guys are so close. You would have yeah, think he would have talked you into out. it. You know what? I think he had already he had already taught me so much, and I think maybe I wanted to find a new mentor mm-hmm. in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I sucked at improv, so I didn't really. <laughs> um, I look. I was never very good, but. He didn't mind. He wasn't judgmental. Uh, one thing I did was I found um, I found and subscribed to my old podcast, Trends with Benefits. Oh, my goodness. And you were a recent guest on the show. Whoa. Amazing. Um, and I pulled a clip. Whoa. Okay. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So this is from 2015, uh, probably a couple of months before now. And uh, this was not your first appearance on our podcast, but um, it was the the most recent one. So nice. you were telling a story about you and Agata, uh, who, if you don't know, is our was my co-host on that podcast, and our Anastasia, co-host on another podcast, and our friend, um, and our dear friend, and our dear friend. Um, you were talking about you had gone to a One Direction con- concert. Oh my god. Amazing. A really exciting surprise was that our seats had been removed and replaced with a Honda Civic. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Which, of course, at first I just panicked. I was like, oh, shit, we just can't see the show. We got to leave, which is stupid, obviously. And we were directed (laughs) to a table where we got better seats, more amazing seats, super close to them. And but for some reason, every security guard we talked to along the way had to joke around with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And mess with our delicate hearts. I mean, it was it's not the time to be making jokes, no. guys. It's like no. this one guy was like, I got bad news and I got good news. And I was like, what? And he was like, the good news is I don't have any bad news. <laughs> and and then Wait. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. So what Seinfeld was there? <laughs> yeah. Seinfeld was the security guard. Wow. 
Do you remember it like it was yesterday? I actually do. Um, the, first of all, we sound so young. Just kidding. <laughs> we sound the same. <laughs> we sound the same. And also, as I was listening back, I was like, like making the jokes in my head that I thought I would make right before I made them. <laughs> <laughs> it was upsetting. You know, honestly, uh, it was a little hard to listen to. We did so many bits. Mm-hmm. Just bit to bit to bit to bit to bit. Some of them were okay, but like, I can't recommend that anybody go seek out those episodes. <laughs> but yeah. they made me happy because I was like listening to all of us and Agata and July. We were all having fun, and it was kind of a more innocent time. Yeah, um, in so your old apartment in my in old LA. apartment in LA. Um, um, and I felt nostalgic for it for those yeah. times. That what that year was like. Well, I guess 2015 and 2016. Agata and I saw One Direction like four or five times. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> because you know she had been a fan forever. Yes. Um, and she loved them, and she knew they were on the brink of breaking up. Zayn had just left. Uh, and- don't talk about the brink yet. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and she was like, I really want to see them, but I don't know anyone else who's a fan. Will you go with me? And I was like, sure, let's do this. And I had never seen a um, big pop concert before, like a big stadium one. Because these were in like football stadiums. Yeah, yeah. And I've always been like a small venue gal you know i've been i've obviously been to bigger ones but like you've been to shoreline amp i've been to shoreline amphitheater i've been to uh cricket pavilion or whatever it's called now in phoenix yeah um i've been to the greek theater in la but a football stadium is like bonkers Yeah. yeah and these pop shows are a whole different animal because it's like a show like there's like lights and they're walking out on a catwalk and like there was all kinds of stuff to watch and enjoy and Mm -hmm. we got to be so close to them and i've to this day on my on my you know in my photos i have so many videos of agata going harry harry (laughs) (laughs) like screaming at them while they're like singing kind of close to us on the catwalk it was oh my god so much fun honestly just like one of the best memories of my life going to that show. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that was 2015, huh? That's interesting. Yeah, that was 2015. Um, so what else did I do? Um, there were no movies I wanted to see out this week. There was no new SNL this week. They did a compilation of Halloween sketches. But it's still one year before David S. Pumpkins is going to air. So I don't even know what they put on that damn thing. <laughs> Right? No, that's I can't believe a world where he doesn't exist yet even existed, but whatever. Um, I did watch an episode of The Good Wife. Nice. You know I love The Good Wife. Yeah. Final season this year. Which um, was a bit clunky. but A little clunky, but we did get, there was a judge who was played by Christopher McDonald from, you know, the bad guy from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Um, and... We got Michael J. Fox in his recurring role. Love him on that show. Yeah. It was fun. Nice. 
elephant in the room, presidential primaries are happening right now, and I really just try to ignore anything election related. Yeah. I've seen this movie before, and I was not a fan. <laughs> but you know I love to do the birthdays. Mm-hmm. Tell me those birthdays. But everyone born this year is eight years old in 2023. So <laughs> I don't know any famous eight-year-olds. I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> but what I can do is the deaths. Okay. Let's hear them. I don't have a, a sound drop for Yeah, the we need a drop. We need like Mozart's Requiem or something. <laughs> yeah, we'll come up with something. Um, the... um. What is it? The these are people who died. Died. Oh, That's yeah. a little too Jim on the nose. Jim Carroll. Jim <laughs> Carroll. <laughs> I'm not using that. Um, I'll, I'll come up with something. But um, Jackie Collins. Wow. Yogi Berra. Wes oh, Craven. <gasps> uh, the wrestlers Rowdy Roddy Piper and Dusty oh, Rhodes. Oh no. Star Trek's uh, Leonard Nimoy. Wow. Um, Christopher Lee from The Wicker Man. Also known as Count Dooku. Uh-huh. Count Dooku. Damn. Uh, they all died uh, not not too long ago. Um, Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots. Very sad. Still alive, but not for not for much longer. Oh. Just another couple of months. And then sad situation. Uh, the day after him, Robert Loja will die. And no. uh, honestly, I can't believe he was still alive in 2015. <laughs> And that's yeah. it. Wow. Good job, Gabe. How did you spend the, the week in 2015? Oh, boy. It's, I have to say, okay, maybe it's just me. But 2000 to now has not been great. <laughs> no. Like, every time we're in the 2000s, I'm like, what was I even into? Like, what was even happening? I'm looking at the the movies. Um, here, here's here's like the list of top movies. Uh, during this time, The Martian. Okay, lots of people saw that. Uh, best comedy of the year, according to the Golden Globe Awards. <laughs> uh, Hotel Transylvania Two. Goosebumps. The Intern with Robert Ooh. De Niro. Mm -hmm. Bridge of Spies. Sicario. Pan. Crimson Peak. Maze Runner. The Scorch Trials. The Last Witch Hunter. Like, maybe I just wasn't watching movies around this yeah. time. But it's like, what is this shit? <laughs> yeah. Get it off my screen. The Steve Jobs movie. Like, the fifth paranormal activity movie like all of this feels very whatever um yeah. i guess it's not that long ago and you know jurassic world came out and like probably in december of this year is going to be like all of the like oscar movies and stuff but i don't know again maybe i just wasn't watching movies but i was just like i none of this stood the test of time you know yeah I looked at the list of movies and I just was like, no, I pass on all of this. I'm not <laughs> interested. You're right. It's a it's a bad a bad time. Yeah. Um 2015. 
Okay, here here's my summary of 2015. Mm-hmm. There's a war in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Everyone is worried if Trump will be our next president. Mm-hmm. There's a new Mission Impossible movie. Ooh, which and, one? Uh, Mission Impossible. Let's see. Oh, I see what you're doing, though. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. Do your thing. <laughs> it's the um, same. And HBO Go is the streaming service where you watch HBO originals. Mm-hmm. Oh, how we have changed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The only difference there is we have Max now, and they took the name HBO off it entirely. Yeah. <laughs> but, but everything is the same. Yeah. Um, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. How do you mm. feel about that one? Um, It's not my favorite. I think Ghost Pro is the best, the mm-hmm. one before it. But that one's pretty good. But I, I feel like at this point, they kind of like, didn't they just use the same villain for every one after that one? You know what? And I've like, only ever seen the first Mission Impossible. <laughs> whoa. Okay. All right. I have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. We don't have to talk about it then. <laughs> no. I mean... You know, I know you're, you've got thoughts. The The villain I'm talking about is played by Ian, the guy who played Ian Curtis in the, uh, in the Ian oh, Curtis movie. Oh, really? Um, I don't know his, in, the actor's in name. In 24 but... Hour Party People, I mean. Yeah. I don't remember his name either. Okay. So this is kind of an interesting time because it's the first time that we've traveled to that has streaming, that yeah. has digital charts for the billboard charts yeah um you know that was a fairly recent thing which is interesting because in the early 2000s we had digital media for sure uh people were downloading off of uh napster you know they everyone was resistant to monitor it chart it that sort of thing but this week for the digital charts of the billboard charts all month long, Drake's Hotline Bling and The Weekend's The Hills battled it out for number one all throughout October. So I feel like those two songs are actually what I think of when I think of this time. Like the Hotline Bling, that video and like the the uh, parodies that came out of it mm-hmm. were so prevalent after that song came out um and that song's a real earworm too so it's just like you know get stuck in your head yeah and the weekend was really like starting off his career with a bang um the weekend in 2023 being panned for his acting <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh But yeah, so I think those two songs are actually a pretty good indicator of where we were at at this time. Yeah. You know, clothes weren't that different in 2015, but I still wanted to fit in. So I put on skinnier jeans. Yeah. Even though skinny, skinny, like jeggings and stuff like weren't huge, but just a little skinnier than we're doing now. And I got one of those fluffy keychains. I don't know if you remember these. Let me show you. Mm. These things were so popular. Oh my and, god. And you know, we're wearing like a coach bag or a Fenty bag or something, and then having this big old fluff ball or like wrapping. It's like a tribble. Tail. It looks like a tribble if, if any <laughs> uh Star Trekkies are watching. It's a real tribble. Tribbles were so hot in <laughs> in this time. Yeah. 
A little maybe like a fluffier koosh ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know why this was a thing. I personally back then didn't wear it, but I was like, "Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it out now." Mm-hmm. And hey, it was fun to play with when I had anxiety or you know was feeling fidgety. Looks like it'd be nice to like run it up and down your cheek. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so. In 2015, I went as the Terminator for Halloween. Oh, my God. Look at my boots. Oh, my God. Look at this photo. <laughs> Anastasia as the Terminator. This is incredible. I will, I'll make this photo public. Uh, Do you have some kind of light behind your eye? No, I just put a, I cut out a red piece of paper, like construction paper, and just glued it to my glasses. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Looks very cool. Um, this was the easiest costume I ever put together and also one of my favorites because these are all my normal clothes except for the leather jacket. Yeah. Uh, that was my husband's jacket. And I already had this little like Nerf gun. <laughs> Do you still have it? No, I think I lost it in the divorce. <laughs> oh. You fought for it, but it just I, didn't I work out. For it. it was that was actually the longest part of our divorce proceedings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this costume. I recently like I love the first two Terminator films. I refuse oh, yeah. to watch beyond the first two because mm-hmm. they're so good in my mind that I don't want to ruin them. So yeah, I just wanted to party and have a good time uh, for Halloween. I love Halloween so. I just thought, how can I enjoy Halloween in 2015? But I couldn't. I was like, so this 2015 is, speaking of the brink, it's the brink of so much bad stuff that's about to happen. Yeah. And bad stuff was already happening, obviously. And I just, I, the rest of the week, I just stood on the corner and with a sign that said, the end is nigh. Oh, you did. (laughs) I think I went past you, actually. Yeah, I think you might have driven past me one time. I didn't realize it was you. (laughs) I'm sorry. I would have given you a ride. So, yeah, that's it. That was my week. Wow. That's exciting. We met under such turbulent you know, societal times, but that's what made us who we are. So one thing I did see in the news this week is that this very week, HBO announced that they were unrenewing wow. the brink. It's almost unprecedented. They, they renewed the show and then it didn't do that well. And they decided not to renew it. Nowadays, I feel like this kind of thing happens all the time or they just don't renew stuff. Yeah. Constantly. Especially since the pandemic started, the studios are very cavalier about just remove, you know, like with uh, Supergirl or whatever, like just taking things away from the public, uh, you know, without giving it a chance. Of course. Totally. Um, I wonder if this is a lesson that Adele's trying to teach us about how Things can be taken away at any time, so really cherish them while you can. Yeah, like all your loved ones, like yeah. everyone you've ever cared about. Like you won't be able to talk to them because, for example, say you're uh, you got trapped in a time hole with your friend. 
yeah, like you really miss all of your friends and your family and you want to just hold them in your arms, but you can't because you're stuck in a time hole. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys relate to this or is this just us? I think they can relate. <laughs> okay. We had to watch this. We show. did. We watched the first episode. I watched it on HBO Go. You did? Which was a trip. Yeah. HBO Go was the service before HBO Max. And at first you had to have a cable channel to to watch HBO Go. Mm -hmm. You had to have cable and have HBO. Yeah. And then they were like, well, we'll make it so that you can just buy this. But I think the cable services were mad about that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, But... They broke out, but it didn't get any better for for consumers. No. Because <laughs> the streaming services are also horrible. Yep. Anyway. So at the time that this came out, I like legit don't think I ever heard of it. I I don't think I had HBO back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I ever saw like an ad for it. I truly don't remember. But this show has so many stars in it tim robbins jack black asif mamdi um what's his name uh john john larroquette larroquette yeah who was in this episode for one shot yeah <laughs> but i assume he comes back later on. i assume he comes back but not much in this episode yeah, it was created by Roberto Benabib, who worked on Herman's Head, Ally yeah. McBeal, and Weeds, and yeah. Kim Benabib, who's Roberto's brother. You know, I don't know about their careers very much, so I'm not sure what they've done since, but I think this probably didn't help them. <laughs> the <show>. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I uh, always am hoping that we'll find some kind of hidden gems here, but I think this thing might have kind of uh, flown under the radar for a reason. I do kind of remember it coming out. I think I saw a trailer, but the fanfare was not high, and yeah. I don't remember hearing anyone championing it. Championing it champ- I don't remember hearing anyone championing it. <laughs> How do you say that word? God damn it. Championing? It's championing it. Championing Uh, it. I didn't, I've never, you know, I've never heard of anyone championing it. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I guess now that I've seen it, uh, spoiler alert, there's a reason for that. And there's, that's that it's very mediocre. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I I read a few reviews and a few some of them said like I can't remember which critic I'll have to look this up but one critic said that by episode 3 it finds its voice and the tone becomes clear but it didn't have time like I didn't have time to watch more than one episode no. and I think so many people bail after the pilot episode yeah so if it doesn't feel like it has potential in that first episode and doesn't make you curious enough to find out what happens after that first episode, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, I think this is just another classic bad choice by Adele. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, if she really wanted us to get something out of it, she would have had us watch the first three episodes. But I'm glad she didn't have us do that. So Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want... Can I get on my soapbox for a minute? <laughs> oh, yes, please. Let me get off of it for a sec. Yeah, Sorry, can you... I was using it as a chair. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get on it. Okay, I'm okay I'll just stand it. for now. Okay, thank you. Um, HBO does this thing that drives me crazy where within the first two minutes of a show, they put an old man having sex with a naked young lady. Mm-hmm. And this happens, I I bet if we actually noted every single show that this happens in, I'm thinking of like Winning Time. Um, yeah. There, there's a bunch of shows where, I mean, Game of Thrones in that first episode, there was just like naked ladies. So in this show, within the first two minutes, a naked young, young woman is having sex with Tim Robbins. No offense to Tim Robbins. Yeah. But he's like an older dude. In 2015, he was he was already an older dude. Yeah. He's, he's handsome. Yeah. But he's an older dude. And I first, I just want a. If you're gonna do that, put some hot hot dudes in it too. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Because this girl's completely naked. We get full yeah. frontal nudity yeah. of this this woman who's not a character in the show. I don't think she's only no. in that scene. Yeah. Maybe she comes back later. I don't know. But it's like if you're gonna be so gratuitous. Just give something for everyone is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Or bring in Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Because they're already married, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then it's, you know, it's okay they're- for them to be naked together. <laughs> That's the problem you have is that these actors aren't married. Yeah. The actors aren't married. <laughs> are they married? Susan or Sarandon? They, or are they just like in a long-term relationship? It might be one of those. Oh. In which case, they should not be having sex. <laughs> I think they're married. I, I could be wrong, though. I don't know. I know Goldie okay. Hawn's not married. Right. Maybe that's who I was thinking of. Um, but anyways, that's my soapbox. I'll get off. You can sit back on it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we we Tim Robbins, he's one of those guys where, like, uh, you know, he's got a few iconic roles, but... It feels like it's been a while since he's been, you know, popping off in a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Everyone and I like knows him. him from Shawshank and Bull Durham and what else? He is like that- an iconic character in High Fidelity. I feel right. like the ponytail guy. The ponytail guy. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, and he's from that whole like that. I assume him and Jack Black have been in a bunch of stuff together over the years. Yeah. But, uh, I I like him. I think he's great. Uh, There's that movie Arlington Road where he lives next door to Jeff Bridges and he's evil. Do you <laughs> do no, you ever see that? I never saw that. Don't give Adele any ideas. <laughs> I would love to watch Arlington Road right now. <laughs> that sounds fun. Um, Tim Robbins plays a secretary of something. I literally wrote secretary of something on my no- <laughs> in my notes. Secretary of State? I could not figure out what he was secretary of. They just called him Mr. Secretary. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm glad you didn't and catch that either. And he's disgusting. Like, his character is absolutely disgusting in this yeah, show. Yeah, like, he's drunk the whole time. He won't eat a mint to cover his yeah, alcohol breath. Yeah, he has breath. terrible breath, they keep he saying. He says horrible things about races and women and his wife. Um, he's just talks about fucking all the time. Yeah. And I'm not sure if this stuff is being played for comedy or not, but it's not that funny. No, it's not funny. And that's the other thing that I was thinking is like, I was so confused. Okay, wait, let's get more into the storyline and then I'll talk about this. It gives all of these different angles of an international crisis. Pablo Schreiber plays a pilot on an aircraft carrier who sells drugs that he gets from his ex-wife who works at a pharmacy. And the whole thing is they're like, lives are on the line. We need these drugs to stay awake. And it's like pro-troops. Like, yes, these brave men and women. Actually, he says this line. How about a little compassion for the brave men and women who keep you from having to wear a burqa? Yeah. And it's like, I couldn't tell if we were supposed to be like, yeah, or be like, oh, that's ironic or satirical. Yeah. I couldn't tell the tone of the of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I will say the show in general, like, it really... In the story structure, at least, I think it was like owing a lot to Dr. Strangelove. Oh, and for sure. It is trying to be, and you know, you're cutting back and forth between these guys doing the bomb and all the people making the decisions. And, you know, unfortunately, it's not really saying anything new. So, like, there's no reason to watch this instead of, say, Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. <laughs> I thought you were going to say another movie, but I you know, just, it was a trick. You just I continued tricked you. the title. I just continued the title of the movie. <laughs> I was also thinking of the British show, The Thick of It, the Armando Iannucci yeah. show, mm-hmm. or even uh, Veep. Yeah. You know, it's like these are better examples of what this show is trying to do, where it's critical of how governments are run in a crisis, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thick of it is an excellent show. I cannot recommend it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and the it in that title is a dick, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're talk- the whole show is about how thick this one dick is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Asif Manvi. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting back into it. No, please. <laughs> Asif Manvi plays a Pakistani driver who drives foreign service officer Jack Black around. Asif Mamvi, I thought was very good in it. He's also a writer on the show. Um, he, This was the part where I was like, okay, they're very clearly making fun of Americans in other countries because mm-hmm. this foreign service officer played by Jack Black is a complete dunce and just all he cares about is like drugs and sex. And Asif Mamvi is this like intelligent guy with intelligent parents and his grandfather is a psychologist and they live in a nice house and Jack Black is like, oh, I thought you would live in a mud hut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a few things. Yes. Jack Black. Um, I'll say about him. I think it's been a long time since Jack Black has been funny. I'm sorry to say. Um, and I think it had been a long time since he had been funny 
even in before 2015. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they're not using him in his best way, yeah. which is like physicality and stuff like that. If you go yeah. back and watch High Fidelity or School of Rock, I mean, he's so like he's like a force of nature in those. Yeah. He's so funny. And I, I I don't know. I miss that Jack Black. Me too. Asif Manvi is great. I love him on a show called Evil that's out right now that I cannot get anyone I know to watch. Oh, I've but never watched it. <laughs> it's really, really good. It's on Paramount Plus. It's by the creators of the aforementioned Good Wife. Oh, I'll watch um, it. I, I highly recommend it. Andrea and I are devotees of this show. Nice. Um, and uh, he's great. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, when we go back and meet his family, that's one of my favorite parts because everyone in his family is a real, like, I know that person from a million things. Yeah, the actors who play his parents and I should have looked it up. I didn't, but his father is the taxi driver in How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> right. His grandfather is in a bunch of. Uh, oh, you you've you've I've got your, it. So yes, you've got it. His, I think it's his uncle. Um, oh, his. They uncle. call him Uncle Hassan, and he is just in a million things. He's in it's everything. An actor, it's an actor named Eric Avari. He was in The Mummy. He was in Stargate. He was in Independence Day. He played a Klingon on Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, amazing. He played a Bajoran on Deep Space Nine. You've seen Love this it. guy everywhere. And he he's was amazing. He was in an Adam Sandler movie, but I can't... I can picture it, but I can't think of which one. Oh. I'll find out. Okay. Um, Mr. Mr. Deeds. Deeds. He's in Mr. Deeds. Yeah, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Home Alone 4. Oh, my God. Never caught that one. So, yeah, they were all great. All of their yes. performances were great. Yeah, I loved them. I kind of wish they would have just made that the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just make the Pakistani family having to deal with these American assholes the whole show. Because... All of the Tim Robbins stuff, he's he goes into a war room with the president and a bunch of other secretaries. We don't know who's the secretary of what. I'm guessing the bad guy was the secretary of defense just because he wanted to bomb everything. Yeah. Tim mm -hmm. Robbins is the good guy. You're supposed to like yeah. him because he's saying don't bomb everything. Yet he is horrible. Yeah. That whole section was boring. I hated it. Like, cut it. Yeah. Um, the stuff with the Pakistani family dealing with Jack Black being a idiot is like very funny. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of funny. It they could have made funny. it funnier. <laughs> yeah. And in those, you know, war room scenes, we've got the president. He's played by Isai Morales, best known for being a common uh, crossword puzzle answer. <laughs> Because his name's got three vowels and only one consonant. Wow. And then, yeah, they just kept doing a runner about uh, Tim Robbins' bad breath, which I just was like, I don't even need to hear about this. And I don't even think, I. to me, it wasn't even necessarily that he had alcohol breath. I think he had stanky breath. Mm, makes sense. So 
the whole episode ends where the pilots who are going to drop the bomb on some residential neighborhood are in the plane. They take Xanax, but then they realize, oh, no, that wasn't Xanax. And they start tripping right as they start talking to the president. Yeah. And that's it. The show ends. Well, I do want to say that they so they're tripping and then the final line of the show is one of them says, I think I just shit my pants. <laughs> and then it cuts to the credits. We don't want to leave that out. Yeah, the we final don't wanna... line. Like the writer of this, he wrote, Okay, this is it. I think I just shit my pants. And then he hit enter and then he'd say cut to cut black. To black. <laughs> He's like, this is how I really hook the audience. Yeah. They, they should have had that bumper sticker that you saw in 2015. So yeah. I'm, going, <laughs> I'm speeding because I have to poop. Exactly. Yeah. I think we've discussed this show. Yeah. Uh, we we've can't given really it more attention than it deserves. Than it got in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so Adele, we're done. We just finished talking about the show, The Brink. Ah, splendid. Now that you've viewed The Brink, I'm eager to hear your assessment. Might I suggest you rate it using a scale of one to five nuclear near misses? The suspense is, well, as close to palpable as it gets for an AI like me. Okay, um, sounds like she wants to rate it on a scale of one to five nuclear near misses. Okay. Okay. I don't know how she chooses these things that we rate them on, but that's what we have. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Yeah, I'm, I didn't really feel like the satire of this was hitting. It was just kind of like, um, you know, like showing people in charge as being incompetent, which we've seen done better a million times before. It feels like it's trying to be Dr. Strangelove the series, but it's not as clever as Dr. Strangelove mm-hmm. or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. <laughs> um, <laughs> did I get you again? Or no, you, you got me again. It. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very gullible. So I'm going to give it, you know, I liked the cast enough to give it two Nuclear near misses out of five. Yeah, I I think I'm right there with you, Gabe. I, I think I'm going to give it 2.5 near misses out of five. And that extra 0.5 is a little gift that I'm giving based on that one critic saying it gets better further into the season. Because I could see if they made some changes that, you know, how it would get better. But yeah, so I'm I'm just going to say two would be my score without reading that critic's review, but 2.5 with their review. I'll uh, accept that maybe it gets better. I don't know if I'll ever watch any more episodes to find yeah. out. Um, Adele, I am giving it two nuclear near misses, and Anastasia is giving it two and a half nuclear new- near misses. Ah, quite the critical assessment. It seems the brink teetered on the edge of your approval but didn't quite make the leap. So, do you believe this series should continue to exist in our collective cultural memory, or should we toss it into the temporal abyss? Toss it! Yeah, let's toss it. (laughs) 
I I already for, didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah. You reminded me about it, Adele. So it was. I think it's already gone from our societal memory. So let's toss her, <laughs> as well, they say. Actually, let's let it survive. And just kidding. Let's toss it. <laughs> I just unrenewed it from just like HBO. Just like HBO. They thought they were like, oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh Tim Robbins and Jack Black sitting side by side listening to this podcast. Yeah. Just oh. hoping that we allow it to stay, but nope. Nope. Cut it. We're cutting it. If you want to see the two of them, you can watch High Fidelity. Um you can also watch Bob Roberts where you can see a oh. very young Jack Black. Yeah. But not this cuz no. it no longer exists. It's gone. Uh, Adele, we've we've both agreed to erase the brink from the annals of history. <laughs> annals. <laughs> ah, quite a severe judgment indeed. Very well, the brink will be removed from the annals of history, henceforth unknown to future time travelers. Your decision has been logged. Prepare for our next temporal journey when you're ready. I didn't know she was logging all our decisions. Yeah, I didn't know we were being so watched so closely. I wonder what that what that means. Uh, but we're done. We've done everything we have to do in 2015. Uh, prepare for our next temporal journey when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, I'm. I'm. Hold on. I gotta put my seatbelt on. <laughs> oh yeah, please. We Buckle didn't mention up. there's seatbelts in here. Gabe is a real safety hound. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unsafe at any speed yeah you love nader this time machine i love nader <laughs> okay i'm buckled up all right i'm just gonna put this out out there i don't know how much effort it takes to travel further or closer but 2023 feels like just a tiny little jump right yeah just a hop skip jump away from 2015 come on let's do it come on just the it's like think of it as golf. You hit it right next to the to the hole, and now you just gotta do a little putt Bink. to get it in, right? Yep. All right, three, two, one. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, oh my, my God! God. <laughs> Welcome, Gabe and Anastasia. To the 23rd of December, 1979. It's the era of disco and punk rock. Margaret Thatcher is the UK's Prime Minister, and Pink Floyd's The Wall has just been released. Quite groovy, in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's wow. British, British 70s. Yeah. I don't know why she thinks we care who the Prime Minister of the UK is, but um, <laughs> I guess that's important information. Um yeah, wow. 1979, December. It's almost Christmas. Yeah. 1979. Wow. Halloween, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting all the holidays. We're getting all the holidays. I don't know when these episodes are being released, but if we did, did it smart, they'd come out on Halloween and Christmas. <laughs> but since it's they're not back happen. to back, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is an amazing time. You know, we've got post-punk music new wave music uh 
amazing films around this time. I would say of all the times, this is one that you and I are especially a fan of. Like, yeah, so many of the films in the late 70s, the um, I'm a huge fan of the no wave. Oh, yeah. Era of art and filmmaking and music. I mean, New York has so much going on right now. It would be cool to see all of that. I I, I'm actually really excited about what Adele's going to tell us to watch right now. Yeah, it better be something good. There's so much good. I mean, there's it, so much good. Yeah. And it's all under the radar. So like anything you pick could be amazing. It's, yeah, it's obscure, underground. It would be great. Okay. Adele, what do you want us to review this week? You must watch this week's episode of the TV medical drama, Trapper John M. Oh my god. Actually, I totally changed my mind. Please review post-punk and new wave music. Uh, sure sounds like she wants us to review <laughs> post-punk and new wave music. Gabe, what's a uh, screwdriver doing in your hand? <laughs> uh, nothing. What did you do? <laughs> I heard her say she wanted us to watch something called Trapper John, and I couldn't take it. <laughs> I couldn't do okay. it. I'm not okay. watching anything called Trapper John MD. I don't know <laughs> what it is. I'm not watching it. Calm down, Gabe. Put the screwdriver down. We'll wa- we'll listen to post punk and new wave music. Okay. Okay. I just had to make a few tweaks to her system. Take over for just one week. I'll put yeah. her back the way she was. Look, you know what? You brought her into this world. You can take her out. That's what my mom used to say to me. <laughs> Wow. So, really? Yeah. Goodness. So, so you... Is that you, still a standing thing? I hope... I don't think so. My okay, mom's good. a lovely old lady now. That's nice. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with this. I can't take it anymore either. Um, sorry, Trapper John. <laughs> <laughs> You can still watch Trapper John if you want. I don't want to. I wa- I just want to listen to some post-punk. Yeah, let's just listen to some post-punk and new wave and no wave and all that good stuff Yay. that's happening right now. And disco, if you want. There's yeah, so much music, music happening. Um, I'm excited. Okay, so we'll do that. And by the way, Anastasia, oh, geez. Oh, geez. <laughs> that is our... Our show this week, we're stuck in 1979. If you know any way to get us back, please get in touch. Yeah. Thank you for Uh, listening. Thank you for listening, yes. We hope we get home soon. But until then, we will see you next time. Time. Follow the show on Instagram at timeholepod and visit our website, timehole.biz Andrew Bear created our theme music Andrea Tomingas designed our artwork many thanks to them both for more information links and sources check out the episode notes Timehole is an independent production created by Anastasia Vigo and Gabe Dannon.